Have you ever asked yourself, or at least just questioned? Maybe it's me. Guys, what's good? Welcome to the Bird Brain Podcast, where the goal is to rise above it all, stay elevated, create that infinity, up your you. I'm your host, Isaiah. Here, I'm just adjusting my mic a little bit. Please hold. Hopefully that's better. I'm your host, Isaiah, and we are here. (laughs) Another episode, another day, another lesson, Um, another week of just reflection and breathing and experiences and just taking an honest look at what is and what isn't, right? And, you know, I think one of the things we seek in life is honesty, right? Honesty from others But we kind of, we're on our heels sometimes about the honesty we are willing to address within ourselves, right? For better or for worse, but it's just not really always there, how honest we are or how honest we're willing to be about things. And it could be big things, it could be small things, but just things. And I think in terms of our interactions with others... It is super necessary to just be honest. And if you can't be honest with the other person, at least be very honest with yourself. (laughs) Right? At least be very honest with yourself in terms of your habits, right? What you may be doing to contribute to the circumstances, what you're not doing, what you're not willing to do, what you're afraid to do, what you make passes for, all the things. It's a recipe, right? Because... I think what happens a lot of times is there is a un, an unfairness in terms of frustration, an unfairness in terms of resentment, an unfairness in terms of um, anger, disappointment, sometimes, where we have a certain outcome arise that we are not happy about. And this could even be with your goals. Right, a couple of questions I asked on my Instagram the other day, or not asked, it was just journal prompts for myself. And I, I shared it with Instagram because I thought it was like pretty cool. I, I try to be mindful of uh, at least doing a reflection sheet, at least like once a month. It'll probably go to like bi weekly. I think that'd be cool. Like, um, or maybe the beginning of the month and then the middle of the month and then the last week of the month 
I think it might be cool in terms of like what's changed, what's working, what's not working. Because I think when we do that, we can kind of have an inventory or a pattern in terms of what exactly is happening in our lives that is working, that is not working. Who are the players? And a lot of times we're not going to outwardly say that we are literally our own problem. We are our biggest problem, right? We'll never say that. I'm never going to like admit to me being my biggest problem. Like I'm the drama? No. <laughs> are you kidding me? I'm not the drama. It's this other person. It was the meddling kids like they say on Scooby-Doo. You get me? Like we never really address the issue. We can say, oh yeah, you know, I always do this, but it's like, well, what are you doing about it? Because I'll be real with you. To recognize that you have problematic behaviors and still not do anything about it, for whatever reason, because you're uncomfortable, because of this, this, this. To recognize that that is like your makeup. And to still go through life with that awareness. What you're saying is you are either two things. You're expecting to find other people just like you. Or you are expecting people to tolerate you. You feel entitled to people tolerating you. And something that's a tricky dance, if you're always the kind of person that's showing up for people and you don't receive any kind of um, reciprocation or just value, like they're, how they value you um, just isn't there. And you are offended by that. Even that is a problem. You know why? Because... You haven't fully asked yourself, well, what am I doing? What am I doing? And there's levels to it, right? Because there is this fear of not doing enough. There's this fear of rejection. There's this fear of you feeling like you're betraying someone if you take a step back. However, all the elements of an unhealthy balance is still there and you still show up and then you say, well, you know, I don't want to hurt this person, but you're hurting and you're on empty. So what are you doing? Ask yourself, what am I doing? What is my goal with how I kind of exist in life? If you say to be happy, I'm going to need you to unpack that. What is happiness? Are you just talking about pleasure, right? Instant gratification or like true peace? Because true peace, the funny thing about it is it's, it's the goal. And my buddy Micah said this beautiful thing. He's like, I don't want to be in experiences where I'm trying to 
constantly sustain my peace. Instead, I want to be in spaces where I can amplify it. Because it's a big difference. If I constantly have to re um, reconstruct my peace every time I'm around a person, that means my peace has been broken and now I have to rebuild it again. Peace has been broken, I have to rebuild it again. That is exhausting. That is so tiring, yo. Versus just being in a space where you know, all right, cool, we're good here. I'm going to be taken care of. I'm going to take care of this person. But you saying that you want that versus what you are actually doing. What does that look like? I just have allergies. Forgive me. But um, I think also what's important is when we expect a certain level of authenticity, vulnerability, right? Ownership from other people. What are we showing up with? Even with ourselves, how real are we actually in that space in terms of what I offer up, right? If you're the type of person that's always waiting for somebody else to make effort before you do because you fear, you know, rejection, you fear being abandoned or you fear coming off as too much, it doesn't really create an equal balanced of a relationship because the other person, it may come off of like, oh, you, I, I always have to reach out to you. I am always the one like reaching out and hitting you up. And then when the person finally stops, it's like, well, that's not fair that, you know, they stop reaching out to me or they stop making effort. And then you have this self-fulfilling prophecy of like, oh, well, see, when we talk about anxious and avoiding attachments, um, I don't know if I've fully ever done a full, full episode on the attachment styles. I kind of glazed over it. But it is such an intricate dance. And when you're on the outside looking in, it's it it's really an interesting work at play. Because it makes sense and then it doesn't. Right? <laughs> uh, one person's running, one person's chasing. And they are both chasing their idea of safety. However... What's actually happening is they're both running from safety. The anxious is running from themselves to chase a person who is not safe. And the avoidant is running from a potential safety to chase isolation, which they think is safe, right? And then both people are like, well, you know, I always... People always leave me or I'm always dealing with somebody who's emotionally unavailable. And truth be told, both parties are guilty of creating their own narrative. I keep dealing with people who are emotionally unavailable because I'm not available for my own experiences. I'm too busy chewing on the fact that this person doesn't want to be in my life. Or I have to work for their affection, right? They breadcrumb me. They do this. So stop. <laughs> stop chasing them. And if you say that to a person, the first thing they say, well, it's hard. What's hard about it? Well, it's just like, I, I don't know why I care about them so much. It doesn't, the thing about it, and here's one thing I realized in something that I practice. There will be a lot of people in life that you care about. However, the capacity to have them in your life at, at all points in time just doesn't 
is it doesn't happen. You can't. We're only able to sustain a certain amount of relationships at one time. Just because your brain, your brain even, the capacity for that is a lot. Then the time is 24 hours in a day, right? Everyone talks about how much they're working, etc. What are your, your limitations, right? What do you actually have time for at the end of the day? What are you making time for? And then it becomes a hierarchy of need, right? Who or what is significant in my life to, to give me um, to give me what I need? Who or what gives me what I need? Who takes care of me? Because we all have needs, right? We all have needs. So who or what is taking care of that? Or who do I feel like I'm taking more care of to meet their needs? However, they are not necessarily present for mine. What does that look like? Right? If you took a step away, what does that look like? How honest are you about your responsibilities in terms of the outcomes? Even when it's with goal setting, right? How honest are you about, you know, you say you want to wake up earlier. What time are you willing to go to sleep? Well, I can't go to sleep because I'm always stirring, you know. All right, cool. Well, what are you doing to work towards that? You know, one of the things I find whenever you offer someone a solution and then they still give you another reason why they can't meet that solution, that lets me know that this person is not looking to grow. They're just looking to kind of gripe, <laughs> you know, and a lot of times we find our identity in our, um, our circumstances. Like two things could be true at once. You could say, yeah, I'm, I'm going through this tough breakup and, you know, I'm doing my best to work through it. Like I've, you know, I've made sure I'm not contacting them. I've made sure that I've been focusing uh, more on what could work better or different moving forward, whether it's with this relationship or another relationship. Um, I'm taking time to reflect. I'm reading. I'm getting uh, help, right? I'm doing something to grow versus saying, well, you know, um, I check their stories, you know, I check their Instagram, uh, you know, I still kind of go by their place. Um, someone's like, why are you doing that? Well, because it's hard to let them go. It's just not that easy. You're physically getting in your car, turning over the engine or pushing a button you're making left turns, you're making right turns, you're hitting the brake pedal, you're hitting the acceleration pedal. All of this requires your action to do. And every time you make an action, it's another action behind it. So literally, you are doing this. When it comes to social media, like, you are actively looking at this person's page. The funny thing about relationships and them not working out, relationships don't work because the relationship is the problem. Relationships don't work because of the people in it. Relationships take effort. It takes effort from the people who are doing the work. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Relationships in themselves don't really, they're, they're, kind of a thing that's created versus the thing that creates everything else. It's like a baby or a plant. 
So when we look at what's not working in our connections, even our relationships with, with tangible things, right? Our progress, all that. What's our relationship with it? And why is the relationship not working? Well, what work are we doing? You know, and I find something very interesting, something that I, you know, I see on the in the ethers in terms of like self-respect. When you talk about having self-respect, people get so offended. And like, how how is it that you are offended by somebody else's self-respect? And I'm aware, you know, in terms of like how words are used and abused, where it's like, you know, there's some people that preach that they have self-respect, but they are so like just harsh and cruel to other people. And it's like, no, that's self-centeredness. That's not self-respect. Because if you respect yourself, there's a level of respect you carry for other people. By design, if you are a respectful person, it's how you're going to treat other people. And yeah, sometimes you may have to, you know, being being respectful is not being a doormat, first of all. You know, if someone thinks because you respect yourself, they have privy to just kind of like say and do whatever they want to you. And you're supposed to just take the monk approach to everything. No, that's not how it works. Some people go through life very unchecked and it shows. And it shows how they treat people, how they talk to people, and then they think that they should be on the receptive end of somebody else's respect, kindness, grace, etc. It doesn't work like that. And to think that the world owes you something while you kind of give it peanuts is so telling. <laughs> you know, but people get offended when you have a level of worth, when you have a level of self-worth to yourself. Why? Because it doesn't allow them access to you moving forward. And people don't like that. People don't like that. And it's so wild, you know? But I think it's important for you to ask yourself, what's working? Is it me? Am I working? Or am I kind of, you know, just moving a box, picking up a box and moving it to the other side of the room? Or am I looking through that box? Am I unpacking what's in there? Am I throwing things away? Right? Am I looking at my, my behavior patterns, love languages? Do I look at my love language and how I may self-sabotage that? How do I give love to myself? Right? How do I respond when certain things are not working? How do I communicate? How do I comprehend? How intentional am I about my goals? We're in September now, right? I want you to look at the last eight months. What was your goal January 1st? If you, if you have one, what was your goal? How much closer have you gotten to that goal? What's changed for you? Because I'll tell you, for me personally, I noticed that there have been a lot of things that have been somewhat similar. However, there has been a big 
transition and on an emotional level, uh, energetic level, even on practical levels, it may not always register to me. However, there have been changes in motion. And then there are other things that have stayed the same. The reason why is because I recognize I haven't put much effort into it. And I'm like, okay, why have I not put effort into it? What can I do a little bit differently? Once you understand the why, and then you're still not putting things into motion, it's because you don't want to. It's that simple. It's because you don't want to. Fear is false evidence appearing real, right? So if you fear rejection and you fear all these things, like you're fearing something that hasn't happened yet. So now you've created this space to keep you where you want to be. I'll tell you something. Life requires a level of discomfort for you to have peace. And the discomfort comes with you recognizing what may be unhealthy in you and others. What may be unhealthy in your day-to-day habits, right? What you may be uh, resisting, right? Peace requires a level of discomfort by design. Peace requires disruption of certain modalities. It just does. You have to get serious about it. And when you accept that you are part of the problem, (laughs) or at least not part of the solution, it gets a little bit easier because you're like, all right, cool. I noticed that I'm doing this. All right, bet. What am I going to do differently? I got to do something. And what I want you to remember is don't wait until some form of tragedy or loss happens for you to now take better care of yourself. Don't wait for a relationship to now uh, be over for you to decide to start taking care of yourself. You know, don't, don't put yourself in a deficit first to now invest. Don't do that. If you were already recognizing that there is kind of like this depletion of some sort and it's just on a, a downward slope, act on that. Don't wait until you're empty fully to decide now you're going to pour back into yourself. Don't do that. Don't wait for your tank to be on low or on, on E. Don't do it because you're going to be running on fumes and now you're running on survival versus just running on sustainability. And when you're running on survival, your logic and your thinking, right, your fight or flight response just isn't there. Be aware of what you're picking up on and the signs, okay, in yourself and other people. Is this me self-sabotaging right now? Yes or no? Am I fearful of something? Yes or no? Am I hesitant for this reason? Yes or no? Okay, what am I going to do differently? What's one thing that I can do to get me towards my goal? That's how I go through my days. Whenever I'm stressed or I'm overwhelmed or there's a lot going on and there are certain things I don't really want to do for one reason or another, I say to myself, Isaiah, what's one thing you can honestly do that gets you closer towards your goal. And it usually makes my stomach hurt a little bit because when it's resistance there, I'm like, okay, that's the thing. All right. So let's lean into it. What is this? And then I just pay attention moment to moment. All right. 10 minutes on this bet. 10 minutes becomes 20 minutes and there's resistance. (laughs) There's a fight there for sure. However, at the end of it, I'm like, cool. Instead of me spending 20 minutes to an hour thinking about this thing, I did it. I did something. 
And I didn't just do it to get it out of the way. I did it with intent. That's how you got to think about things. Okay? And if you take a good look at your relationships and you notice that it keeps being the same pattern or the same energy from the other person, ask yourself, well, maybe it's me now. Because I recognize that I am not getting my needs met here. And I just keep showing up to make sure this other person is good. That's not, that's not okay. Do something about it. Yeah, you're going to be scared. Yeah, you're going to be worried. You're going to be hesitant. Oh, yeah, but I don't want to hurt this person. Listen, sometimes we got to look at how people are contributing to our healing or if they're contributing to our chaos. And are we allowing that? Because people only have permission to do certain things. They require access. When we talk about emotional or energetic vampires, they require access to that space. They require access. And that's even something I learned on social media, right? When people are saying hurtful things or just mean, cruel things, it requires them access for them to get to me. It requires access. Like, yeah, I can see it. I'm like, oh, damn, that's, that's not it. And sometimes I address it because I'm like, nah, this ain't it. <laughs> but people require access to your energy. So who are you giving that to? Okay. These are all things we're thinking about. And I want you to be truthfully honest and ask yourself, is it me? You know, something I decided on was like, I made, I made silent promises to myself about certain things. Not out loud, but just silent promises. When you make these promises, you have to make sure that you're willing to keep them, even if they're hard. Okay, so take a deep breath. Ask yourself, is it me? And what am I willing to do about it? All right, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Coaching is available. The coloring book is still available. If you've ordered the coloring book, like I said, I got a big shipment. So just waiting in these books, wait for the books to come in. And as they come in, sign them and ship them out to you guys. But thank you for your patience. It's been a journey this summer, y'all, in so many ways. But the link is in a bio for coaching. The link is in a bio for merch. The link is in a bio for the book. All right? So take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Take flight.